What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, November 8th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. What's wrong? I just spilled everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to to sip the entire time you do my intro. Yeah. And then I realized just that the lid, the I, lid, I had my eyes closed. I think the lid wasn't happened. closed all the way. That'll happen. Yeah. God, how much do you miss straws? Yeah. Huh? Uh, that's, a that whole, that's a whole thing. Yeah. That's a whole damn You're thing. Barrett, when you get a chance. No, he's already on the move. Oh, he's, already wow. on the move. He, he's already out there. He's on the move. I'm doing good. I don't know what that is. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, reference. Come on, man. You know I'm too old for Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't understand yeah. what they were all about. You got Yu-Gi-Oh the... was great, man. Yu-Gi-Oh is what great. is the point man. of Yu-Gi-Oh? They're not the digital monsters. They're not the pocket monsters. No, They're Yu-Gi-Oh the... is the card game that you can make the cards turn into real monsters, monsters just for the battle, though. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. It was fantastic. Is it, oh, is it was so wait, hold on. the one where you put them down and like they went from balls into things? There's no, no balls. That, that's, that's uh Bakugan. Bakugan. The Yu-Gi-Oh is like fucking cool. I'll send you to the fucking Shadow Realm, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. So is it a show? Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. is it's a card game yeah. that even in the show it's a card game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the show though they have real monsters. With the, the cards, you'd put them on this thing and it would kind of like make holograms come like up with the monsters. Judgment. Remember that PlayStation 3 game, I had Judgment? Yes. You know, okay. that, when, when that happened, everyone was like, holy shit, it's the Yu-Gi-Oh game. But in the, in the show, they're not really holograms. Like, they were real. It's, it's weird. It, it's weird. Bakugan, man. That was one. I remember going to an E3, and they was, I forget what publisher was showing, like, 900 games at Judges mm-hmm. Day. And they were like, THQ. It, it probably was, honestly. And they're like, all right, next up is Bakugan. I remember this fucking suit up there being like, all right, guys, if you don't know what Bakugan is, let me tell you, this is huge in Japan. It's about to be huge over here. We're, we're, we're very happy to be working with the IP. So what it is, you put the ball down on the card, and it goes, bloop. Your gift bag will have a Bakugan when you leave. Like, what the fuck <laughs> what is a Bakugan? What are you talking about? Why are Bakugan? you showing me this Bakugan game? Bakugan, to me, is the thing where like you make fun of me for Pokemon because you were like a little too old for it. Sure. Bakugan was the generation for me when I it gave up the ghost. You were excited. You know, about the Pokemon, Pokemon, the Digimon, the Yu-Gi-Oh. But, you were uh-huh. thinking about sex at that point. You're like, Hell I got yeah, no time man. to think yeah. about how I'm putting these balls. I got other balls to Trap put in other cars. places. Speaking of Manscaped Talk. Uh, we're going to talk about wait, what's going on. We're going to talk about 2K's earnings. The fact that no one ever is going to stop GTA 5 from selling. No one. And Death Stranding coming to two PC stores because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We want your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games each and every weekday. We, live, run you through it. Man. We man, alive. I'm all over the place today. I don't even know what that's I'm a doing. It's Friday, man. Friday. Got to get down on Friday. And I'm still confused why this guy. I mean, that's why, obviously, THU had so many problems back in the day. This fucking suit telling me about Bakugan. I can't mm-hmm. keep it straight from the Yu-Gi-Oh's or the Pokemon or the Digimon. You know what I mean? It's a lot, Greg. I if you're watching live on Twitch, go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around... The Globe. I'm ready for this weekend. Video yeah. game time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, housekeeping for you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Matthew, Carolina, Blackjack, Zach Parsley, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Manscaped and Hymns, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> time for some news. He straight up sounded like Mortal Kombat for a second. He did. I know. Did it. 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 Did it.
dozen. Thanks a lot too, Barrett. How whatever you tweeted, I already got a you're wrong about a fucking tweet from you. They're not even waiting for the story to come up. I uh, I was <laughs> trying to get people invested. Entice in the, Yeah, I like entice them. I, I like wasn't it. gonna say straight out. No, don't at, say it. Oh, okay. Wait for the headline. Don't worry about it. All right. God, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Number one. Can anything stop GTA 5? We're going to talk about some of the Take-Two sales. Uh, this is Eddie over at GameSpot. As part of Take-Two's latest earnings call, the company shared new sales numbers for some of its biggest games from the Rockstar and 2K labels. Starting with the biggest one, Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto 5 has shipped an astonishing 115 million copies, which is up 5 million copies in three months. Three months. That is a tremendous figure, especially so given the game is more than six years old. Jesus in the last fucking Christ. <laughs> three months, Greg. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto V has sold more copies than Resident Evil 2 remake is remake two has since launch. Okay. That's an interesting figure. Think about that. That's a lot of copies. Of what is being talked about as one of the games of the year this year. Yeah. Three more. This is a game of a generation. This is something that happens Fuck. once in a lifetime. You know what I mean? Except that we've only had one lifetime of games. I digress. Uh, Gearbox's Borderlands 3, which is published by 2K Games, has now reached 7 million copies sold in. That's up from 5 million shipped in its first week. About 70% of sales of Borderlands 3 were digital, which is good news for 2K because printing di discs cuts into the profitability of a game. Across all of its games, Take-Two's digital share of console game sales reached 50% for the latest quarter, which is up from 31% during the same period last year. To a conversation we were having last time you were on the show. Mm -hmm. This is further evidence of the waning popularity of physical media. Another Rockstar release, Red Dead Redemption 2, now stands at 26.5 million copies shipped. Sales are improving again, it seems, as the 1.5 million copies shipped during the quarter is up from 1 million copies shipped during the three-month period before that. Importantly, these numbers do not include PC, as the sales only cover the period through September 30th. Of course, Red Dead Redemption just launching now here on this mm -hmm. uh, uh, PC platforms for your nerdies like uh, Fran over there, yeah, who are playing it just to see how pretty it is and then stopping because of mm -hmm. course they've played it before. They don't need to mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Get out of here because of course they've played it before. Uh, uh, some more context though. Please though. give so me some I, context. I bring up the, the Resident Evil you thing. You sure did. Uh, just because I had those sales numbers handy because yesterday on Gamescast we talked about them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in my hand, uh, Monster Hunter World though, Capcom's number one best selling game of all time at fourteen million. Yeah. So that's. Capcom's number one selling game of their entire life yeah. is only three times as much as the last three months of Grand Theft Auto V. Crazy. Looking at the list of best-selling games of all time. Please do. Number one, we have Minecraft. Um, two, we have Tetris. Three, we have Grand Theft Auto V. And that's copies sold, mm -hmm. which gets complicated because obviously Grand Theft Auto V is a lot more expensive. Sure. Those other guys. Tetris a pack in too on the Game Boy, right? Yeah. So that's how that number got boosted. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. Wii Sports right behind that at 82.8 million. Pack in for the Wii. Yep. 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 Then uh, uh, PUBG at 50 million. Pack in for that. PS4, of course. <laughs> it's a joke, everybody. Calm down. Uh, then you broke me for a second. Super Mario Brothers at 48, and then Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow at 47. Mm hmm. It's crazy to think that. Where like, do you think GTA ends up? GTA uh, Five. Man, what is the? I'm sorry. So, give me the top okay, three again. So that's the it, thing. It Minecraft, we're at 176 million. Okay. Tetris at 170 million. Okay. GTA Five at 115 million. Will Grand Theft Auto rise in the ranks? I, I say, can't imagine. So you? here's the thing. Tetris gets complicated because I don't know exactly what they're counting with Tetris. Uh, uh, in you're wrong. 
RHD16 says, Tetris numbers are inflated because they count every version of Tetris ever made, mm-hmm. i.e. Tetris on the Game Boy and Tetris Effect count towards the same sales numbers. Tetris Effect also counts. Interesting. Okay. That's, I mean, that's what RHD16 says. Yeah. Can we believe RHD16? I don't know. This is the first time they or this chemical p- compound that's become sentient has showed yeah. up in your wrong yeah. to tell me what's going on. Now, the same thing could be said about Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto V. There's the difference, though, of Tetris literally being different games, uh, the same core gameplay, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. a lot of additions, a lot of subtractions here and there. A lot of additions. Like, I wonder if Tetris Attack counts. Totally different game. According to RHD? Tetris Attack? Anything Tetris, he says. But Tetris Attack is a different game. It's more similar to Poyo Poyo Pop, Greg. Mm. My apologies. You know what I mean? There's no falling blocks. Yeah, yeah. So I I wonder what counts as Tetris games that make the sales number. Um, But Tetris aside, let's just look. Start there. Okay. Can Grand Theft Auto V catch up to Tetris? I, of course, say no. Mm-hmm. But again, what it, like, the numbers we're talking about are insane, right? Up 5 million copies in three months. Yeah. So, the, like, the ball isn't stopping rolling, right? Like, what, another three months, another 5 million? Maybe less? Mm-hmm. Another, you know. But the thing here is, like, that's, we're going to need a lot of months then. <laughs> sure, sure. We run oh, yeah. out of months at some point. And I you think do? That that's, that's the thing where Tetris games, I don't expect this number to rise that much in the next two years. Sure. GTA will. I don't think it'll make up the difference now. Here. Do you want to get fucking nuts? Get let's get nuts. What if at, at the launch of PlayStation Five and Xbox Scarlet, Rockstar's like, awesome. Here's GTA Five, PS Five, Xbox Scarlet. It'd that be a would, game that went I mean, from PS Three, Three Sixty to PS Four, Xbox One to PS Five, Scarlet. That would be insane. We know you love GTA Online. We have no intention of turning it off. We are working on the next GTA, uh, GTA 6. It'll be coming, blah, blah, blah. But we want to make sure you have something to play right now. Here you go. Fuck, yeah. Bells and whistles, PC version, everything's fucking nice. I think that we're not going to see that type of ports to the next gen. I think it's going to be patches and stuff. That's what we'd like to believe. Then what's Ubisoft's deal? You saw them confirm they're going to do cross-gen games. Their next five AAA games are cross-gen. But we'll see what that actually means sure. when, when, once we do. Yeah. I think that's, that's the key thing for me. Is like, now, I, Here's my thing. is If I'm Take-Two, mm-hmm. I'm Rockstar, mm-hmm. my big swinging dick out there, I see Tetris, and I'm like, oof, it is going to be tough to catch them. Mm-hmm. I guarantee I'm fucking putting out a Grand Theft Auto with the goddamn Grand Theft Auto 5 PS5 But you're not edition. looking at Tetris. You're looking then at Minecraft. Oh, sure which, I am. Oh, yeah, which totally. I guess is not, that's not that far. That once, far. Yeah, you're six million off. That's once three and a half. Half months later, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Once you get fucking Tetris underneath your boot, Minecraft's the next to fall. It, it is nuts how different a echelon GTA Five Tetris and Minecraft are compared to these other ones. They're so far ahead. Yeah. So I mean, I, I get I get where you're what you're putting down, but I just I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay. That would be insane. I'm just saying, man. Tetris is going to keep on trudging along. Minecraft, I do think, is going to... We see it every month in the top downloads. So it's like, yeah. that is also getting... That's going to keep trucking. Yeah, Minecraft's not... Yeah, yeah, Things that will be on every console going forward. I don't know, man. It, it's the, the reason I don't think it'll happen is that it, that is such a thirsty move. And that's not how Rockstar usually operates. Yeah. Right? Rockstar loves being... Like, we're not going to be at E3. We're not going to do this. We're, we're going to drop trailers and do our own thing and make these big events on our own. So I don't, but I mean, if I was suddenly put in charge and I was like, let's get this number, I would totally be like, all right, PlayStation, our right, Xbox, we are launching day and date. Mm-hmm. We want to be a launch title. Yeah. 
I mean, that would be baller. I, I, that just sounds unbelievable. Having the number one best-selling game of all time, sure, is the coolest thing ever. But yeah. I, I don't know how much that actually means to the oh, people. Oh, jack shit. Are, Nobody they, cares. They, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and more importantly. I don't think Dan Hauser is like, fuck, we got to catch Tetris. <laughs> 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 He's sitting in Rockstar HQ like, we got to fucking do this. Uh, I think more importantly, though, is GTA 6. Yeah. Where, then, where does that fall? In terms of release date? Mm-hmm. I would say... Because it's kind of nuts to think we went an entire generation, entire generation without a new GTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From three to two to none. Wow. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, you hate to see it happen. You, you hate to see it. So you figure Red Dead was 2018. Um, I don't think it'll be the first year of consoles, so I, I would think 2021 at the earliest. Yeah. And I guess, you honestly, I'd see it getting announced during 2021 and being a 2022 release spring. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Thank you very much, Barrett. I appreciate that you're with me. You know what I mean? I was thinking the same exact Thank thing you. before you said Somebody it, make so. notes of this, because if I'm right, I want to be, you know, I want to brag about that. And if yeah. I'm wrong, I never want to talk about it again. Yeah, you know no, I mean, that, that does sound right. But again, at the earliest. When like, do you I think it's like, going to be? I don't know, because I, I feel like we need to know a bit more about how the, the hardware actually works. And it will, does it make more sense for them to actually port GTA 5 again? Or are they just going to patch it and then you can play I mean, it if there? these things are supposed to be super fucking cool PCs and shit. I mean, do they even need to port it, though? Because PS5 is confirmed backwards Backwards compatibility. compatibility. So, like, do they even need to pay attention to that? But, again, this is literally back to the conversation we were having about the Ubisoft stuff, right? Of, like, when you buy that new sexy system, you're going to be, oh, oh, man, I got a PlayStation 5. This is rad. You want games that have the PlayStation 5 branding on them when you go home. Mm-hmm. And I think huh. that, and like I, and I know that sounds dumb, but it's no, also like that. the excitement of a new console and a new box and the new games. And I think it's just there. on how they market it, though. And again, it it sounds stupid to have this conversation because we're getting so close to actually knowing. Yeah. But until we know, yeah, we, I still have my money on. We got a lot of hours to fill. Being we know, right? <laughs> enhanced for Xbox One X type things, yeah. where you just get a patch and it, it makes the game demonstrably better. And I think that if they just sell that as, hey, this is the fancy cool thing. I feel like that's just as good as having the box because it's digital we're talking, right? Yeah. For s- such a high percentage of these games. These people aren't coming home with the Assassin's Creed 10 box. They're just downloading something. And if that sure. download has the enhanced for PS5, whatever. Xbox, Scarlet, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck, imagery. I mean, all you do is slap something on it. It's mm-hmm. GTA 5 colon. Put a bunch of Ks. At least four. You know, yeah, no better. I was going to say, it can't be three. No less than four. Yeah. <laughs> GTA 5, the KKK edition. Just throw whatever the fuck you want on there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. put all, all the buzzwords, the, the, the things that they've been doing already for Xbox One X and PS4 Pro, yeah. kind of. But it's like, it's full on. And it's like, it's everything that we've been hearing about the PS5 so far, about the SSDs and shit. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of abbreviations, a lot of letters, a yeah. lot of numbers. All to make, you know, Mark Cerny feel smart, mm-hmm. which drives me crazy because he's so smart already. He's a smart guy. Like TJ Mari. That's the, yeah, that's the show, the smart guy. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember when we watched him do his music video? Mm-hmm. You didn't like that? You didn't like that one bit. In You're Wrong, uh, RHD16 shows up to tell me he, this isn't his first appearance in You're Wrong. I showed up in You're Wrong a few weeks ago to talk about how Starbucks in Canada is the same as Starbucks in the United States. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. I like I mean, what we do here. I do like what we do here as well. A lot of people are trying to come in and do this. This is nanobiologist. To add further to Tetris sales, in an article by IGN dated April 19th, 2019, Quote, there's some debate as to whether the sales, t- sales totals of Tetris's many versions should be lumped together. For the sake of simplicity, we've opted to do so. However, even if we were to separate its many variations, sales of the mobile version alone would seemingly put it at the top of the list. Uh, it has sold over 425 million units on mobile devices. 
This is I, from an IGN article, the top 10 best-selling games of all time. We're going to continue looking at Wikipedia. I don't acknowledge IGN. All right? Got it. The mobile thing makes this very interesting. Because it's like, that, I feel, mucks up the, the Everything's counts. mucked up. Who cares? We're just all arguing. You know, Dan Hauser doesn't care. We shouldn't care either, you know? Yeah. And I'm just putting words in his mouth. Tomorrow, GTA 5 announced for mobile. <laughs> there, there is a, I mean, yeah, can you imagine? Like, that is going to happen. At some point, the other ones are. Sure. Cameron Ken also points out that Minecraft is available on mobile, too. Yeah, sure. So, so we'll fucking see. But the way they lump some of these, I, I'm like, hmm, I shake my finger. Well, it's just like, what's that other one everybody uses? VG charts for sales. It's like yeah. guesstimates and stuff. We all take it as Bible truth. Because here it's like Pokemon, Here's the Pokemon Here's the Red, Green, Blue, Video Yellow. Video games are cool. That's all Video you games are cool. All right, buy the shirt. Kindoffunny.com slash store. You could be like Kyle Stevenson, get your photo taken with Kojima in the shirt, and it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Number two on the road report, speaking of Kojima, Death Stranding is coming to Steam and the Epic Game Store summer 2020. Following last week's announcement that 505 Games will publish the PC version of Hideo Kojima's genre-defying Death Stranding, the global publisher has revealed the game will launch simultaneously on the Epic Game Store and Steam in summer 2020. Pre-orders for Death Stranding on PC are available now with the base price of $59.99. Players can pre-order Death Stranding for PC on the Epic Game Store or Steam. I have a question for you, Greg. Lay it on me. Would you say that Death Stranding is genre-defying? Yeah, because what, what genre are you going to put it in? Walking Sim? Stealth? No. BT? It's a Strand game. It made up its own thing. Yeah. At the Game Awards, when it wins Strand Game of the Year, we can't argue. I mean, I guess that, that's actually a good argument, though, is where does it fall on that stuff? Action adventure? Um, for, via how the Game Awards ballots break down, yeah, action adventure. Because yeah. I think that's the Jeff's uh, definition is something like action is pretty much shooter. It's the shooter category, yeah. right? First person shooter. And then action adventure, where it's the action and the adventure are equal parts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I put it. So it doesn't define much. I mean, well, that's, you know, when you get down, you start put you have to put it somewhere. That's where you put it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, then but I again, feel like you could say genre defying for almost any game that fits in that category, then. I don't know, man. It's all semantics. I'm just saying, like, it's, I find it interesting that we always drop this genre defying or genre defining stuff when it's talking about games like Death Stranding. Sure. And we don't about just other weird things, games, but it's yeah. like, why? why? Like, I feel like that's just trying to make it seem like it's something that it's not necessarily. Well, it's worth pointing out, of course, this is a PR blast, this mm-hmm. is a press release. Oh, yeah. So clearly they would say these oh, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But in the same breath, like Borderlands, mm-hmm. that's not genre-defying or genre-defining, just a good shooter, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So right there, I wouldn't use it there. Here for this weird-ass game with time fall and fucking this and a BB on my chest and Mads going, I want my BB. That's pretty, that, def- that defies genres as I know them, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. You don't know, you know what I mean? You don't know about the BB. You never sat around to get your connection to your BB, that's your problem. You fucking wanted to run and gun. You wanted to have a machine gun. You wanted to have a great time. You get in there and you start. Today's the day, folks. You started. You too can have your genres defied. You started getting some literature from one Hideo Kojima. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And you're yeah, like, I'm the finer things. Mm, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go get a fucking spirit and smash. That was your response. <sighs> Smoke up, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mizuki writes in. To patreon.com slash games just like you can. It says, good morning, Greg and Tim. Death Stranding is now out, but in the days leading up to release, PlayStation has been pushing the game more than pretty much every other game I've ever seen. Kojima has been making media rounds with the stars of the game, web ads out the wazoo, collaborating with churches on the Late Late Show, and I'm sure there's more I missed. 
My question is this. For such an artistic-focused game that seemingly will have divisive opinions of whether it is good or not, is PlayStation wasting their marketing money? Could they have spent this pushing Star Wars as a PlayStation title? Does PlayStation think Death Stranding will become a phenomenon and want to cash in? I think at the You're end the of the day, of there's no, no waste when it comes to exclusives. Like, yeah. push your exclusives hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that's the thing. Star Wars is going to sell itself. And you don't need to put that money there because people are going to buy it on whatever system they're going to. I don't think there's a thing that's going to sway them one way or another marketing-wise. Yeah. Right? Um, having said that, I feel so many people, the majority of people are going to play Jedi Fallen Order on PlayStation. Because sure. more people have PlayStation. More PlayStation. Right? Right? Yeah. And Star Wars is one of those kind of mainstream games that everyone's going to play. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to this, I think this is the right way to market this game. It is weird, but kind of market the weird as the type of thing that it's like, hey, if you're not trying this, you're missing out, yeah, and yeah. you're the one that's not cool. Him walk Kojima going around like a rock star makes it seem awesome. like you're supposed to give, give a fuck about him. Right. You know? I think that, you know, I don't think the marketing dollars are wasted here. I agree with you, Tim, that, like, first off, of course, it's what you're saying. An exclusive, let alone a first party, in quotes, right? It's just technically a second party, but it's first party, whatever. We got yelled at that one time on Insomniac that, you know, second party doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't make any sense, of course, because Corsi's title is second party. What are you talking about, Brian Intahar? What are you talking about, Insomniac Twitter account? I digress. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so let's just say, for all intents and purposes in this argument, it's a first party title. So you're promoting yourself you're promoting playstation whereas star wars would have been cool this is a collaboration with ea there's some marketing deal this that and the other but there's always a chance you're gonna buy it on xbox anyway Mm -hmm. the thing about death stranding that i think speaks so loudly in terms of the mainstream is the cast where it is the fact that it's norman reedus who you know you know norman reedus from the walking dead you know him from these things it's mad mickelson you know him from uh, what was it uh hannibal yeah rogue one Yeah, yeah yeah like he's they have all these different people in it and as the churches and the soundtrack and all this stuff where in, I think we always talk about video game IP properties being um, uh, 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 trans genre is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I mean like transmedia, transmedia, <laughs> genre defying, transmedia where, oh man, they did a great thing with Horizon. Now there'll be a book and now maybe they'll, be, they'll try to make a cartoon oh, okay, or a yeah. comic or whatever. Whereas this, they're doing it very much since they're using movie stars and TV stars, I feel like they're trying to do this like a movie in a way we don't see often in video games, where it is the yeah. fact that, yeah, Norman Reedus is like on a billboard in Times Square not for um, a, a movie or a TV show, but for the, the video game. Churches are on, their, on the Late Late Show for a video game, not their song being in the new Batman movie, right? And Norman Reedus is, has been in Times Square before for movies and TV shows, not for a video game. And we're not to the point, for the most part, right, where you can have... Troy Baker be on the billboard or be credited and people in Times Square be like, holy shit, Troy Baker's in it, right? Like, this is one of those weird moments where we've gone through the looking glass and we're treating a game like a movie, which I think is beneficial when the stars of the game are so well-known. And that when it, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, I had to say yeah, it. I had to say it. I had to do it. Uh, yeah, like, I think it's, it's very weird and very different in terms of a game, let alone in terms of a marketing campaign, and it will be interesting to see how that works. Because it is that weird one of, Oh, cool! I have a PlayStation Four, and I play three to four games on it a year. And I see this commercial now, and I, I like Norman Reedus. I, I loved Boondock Saints. I love uh, Walking Dead. I'll try this game. And imagine somebody downloading this game. <laughs> like, cool! And then like, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> yeah, I mean that kind of feeds into what I was going at with. I don't think Norman Reedus is like this is a mainstream star. Mainstream. It's like he's had Walking Dead. He's known, and he's. I, I would I would say he's known, but it's like it's he's not. A movie star, 
know uh-huh. what I mean? By any stretch of the imagination. Like, he's on TV shows. You know, he's done movies, but I wouldn't say he's a movie star. He was in the hit uh, movie even, Air. Even Mads Mikkelsen, it's like, he's, when you start getting into the the more like, I know, film, you know what I mean? It's like sure. that crew. Church is definitely speaking to an audience there, where it is the like, like, yo, we're cool and we listen to cool things. Yeah. And I feel like all this builds the narrative. Uh, it's the hipster thing. It's like, you're missing out if you don't know what this is. Like, you mm-hmm. don't know. You don't know Norman Reedus? Psh, get fucking educated, son. That's and I, I feel like they're doing a good job building that mystique, and especially with how weird this game is. Yeah. It's, it is a challenge almost for people to want to understand what it is and want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that thing because the cool kids like it. Sure. Hideo Kojima. Cool kid. Cool kid. Right. Yeah. I think great marketing, I think, is a, to boil it down. It's, marketing is what? Hype. Getting people interested. Yeah. This is definitely going to do that. I found myself today on the Amazon page for the collector's edition. Yeah. I'm like, do I want to spend $200 to get my own BB? <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? The answer is no. I can tell you that right now. Here's now, here's my thing, though. What if I expense it to the company? Then, then the answer is like, BB. extra. We have a BB. Great. Then we have a BB that Nick's going to throw out one day when you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Let's nip some stuff in the bud, even though Barrett's trying to spread false information. EA hasn't abandoned the skate trademark this is chris higgins over at hyper gaming x or i'm, I'm sorry hyper x gaming if you hadn't seen a, a, a flare got shot up overnight where i believe it was games radar was the first that noticed ea's backed off the skate for uh, trademark it's dead they've given up they've abandoned it but then there was confusion games radar updated their article sourcing chris over here at hyper x gaming mm. barrett of course wants to spread lies did I spread lies, or did I simply ask a question on the tweet? You you Has brought Adam EA. Bankhurst out of retirement, all right? He's an IGN news writer. He's in here trying to tell me we screwed up when I knew what I was doing. All I asked was a question. Has EA abandoned the skate franchise? I didn't say it. And here's the I'm answer. Get here. fucked, Barrett. That's the answer. Damn. You know what I mean? Well, that elevated and escalated. Do you want people to watch the come and watch imagine. the show live on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games? No, I Greg? prefer the YouTube view. It's because uh, okay. it archives the view and then it looks cool. It All does right. look you know very what I mean? cool. cool. All right. I like I like it. I like people. I like you Twitch people. I like that you're here every day hanging out with us. Right. Seeing when I fucking break in a bark and we have to cut it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, we talked at Extra Life. Chat, be cool. Be cool, cool chat, chat, right? You guys are always cool when I fuck it up. <laughs> when, I, when I'm in the middle of an article, I'm like, I think this is embargoed. Nobody goes into YouTube and like, Greg said this. You guys are great. I love you Thank very much. You. Barry, we you're doing a great job. We're just horsing around. Also, while I'm tossing around shout-outs, because I'm having a great day. But shout it out, Greg. I want to shout out this fan. Wow. I talk shit about this fan during Gamescast. Doesn't oscillate, Say it, Greg. Right? But Say right it. Now, I am a big fan. And? This fan doesn't blow. No. It blows you away, is the thing. It blows doesn't you away. Blow. It does fan, blow. Doesn't suck. Fair. However, today Games Radar has noticed that uh, that this registration process was abandoned in August this year as EA failed to respond to a correspondence related to the trademark. Under the trademark status database at tracking company Justia, the latest status on August 30th for EA's most recent filing was listed as 602 abandoned, failure to respond, or late response. That seems like an abandonment, but two previous filings by EA's management counsel, uh, Vinita Gajwani, show the trademark granted for the game series in 2009 between the release of Skate 2 and Skate 3 was renewed by EA in June this year. Whether or not this was to continue selling Skate and its sequels on digital storefronts like Origin or Steam or to prepare for another installment in the series is impossible to say as it is simply a maintenance filing at a mandated interval to retain the ownership. 
The new filing from February last year is more than likely a redundancy, and when it was abandoned by non-correspondence in August of this year, it was due to the original filing being successfully renewed months earlier. Why continue with your backup when your original plan worked? Hmm. This is a, everybody calm down. I, I, I was making my rounds today on IGN and GameSpot, uh, see, but they were all still had their headlines as EA abandons. I'm sure they're updating as well. You know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. does great work. I'm not throwing stones. I'm just yeah. saying. Everyone has Everybody a chill. Chat be cool. EA be cool. Everybody be cool. Hashtag Skate 4. Are you ever going to see Skate 4, you think? I honestly know. Yeah? Yeah, it's like I, I can't imagine them doing it. Um, I feel that we we would need a very different EA for them to actually commit mm. to it. And I think that we saw them try this with Mirror's Edge, and it didn't necessarily work. That's a great point. Um, and I do think that if they did escape for, it would probably be to that level of success, which yeah. is probably not enough for what EA wants to see, especially now that they have things like Star Wars under their belt that they can just at any point make another Star Wars game. Well, for a few Star years. Wars skate, you know, Star Wars skate. Yeah. Then, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Exactly. Yeah, there's precedent. He's, he's done it before. Um, at this point, skate has turned into EA Splinter Cell. Just going to say it. People want it. I think you're going to get another bang. Splinter Cell, though. Yeah, I think, are, the, are I think the difference there is we're going to get another Splinter Cell, and that's yeah. going to do well. Are you? You're going to. Pizza right. bet right now. Square pie, guys. You're, you're going to get it. You're going to get another Splinter Cell. I'll say you get another Splinter Cell in the next three years. Three years? Yeah. Too wide or too Easy. small? Huh, tough guy? <laughs> yeah, I'll to sit there on the director mic. No, I'll fucking take that pizza bet. Come on over here and shake three my years? hand. Somebody write it down. Three years. Come on over here and shake <laughs> my 2022. hand. 2022. By the end of 2022, we have a new Splinter Cell game. I'd be very shocked if we saw a skate for. What's today's date? Today's date is the 8th. November 8th, 2022. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. I love all the stupid things we throw out there. That'll come in. Now, we'll be doing a show November 8th, 2022. That'll come in. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Delete it and move on. <laughs> I, won't even, I, won't even do it. I won't even know. Yeah. And then my son will take do the you, Do you think Skate 4 is a possibility? No. I, I, anything's possible. Yeah. But I do feel like you're, you, make, you make a great point that I think it's a vocal minority that yells for Skate 4. When you read the tea leaves and it's like, does the world want a skateboarding game right now? It'd be interesting in, you know, EA's dump truck full of money if they were like, God, we shut them up. We fucked a lot of things up and people hate us for yeah. reasons that are good and nonsense. Let's just do it. Let's just yeah. give them a skate for. Let's and just I, see what happens. I can see that happening. I just think that that requires a form of leadership that an initiative that I haven't seen EA put forth. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's definitely not. Like now what... I think that we can get back on that train, though. Like, right. I, how shocking would it be if Jedi Fallen Order is fantastic and does very well, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, respawn's great. Like maybe EA as a whole, whatever. But yeah, they yeah. have respawn, Apex, and this and this, and then it, they can start building, rebuilding the narrative of, yeah, yeah. of what EA means. It seemed like they were going to do that back with Yarny. Remember when mm-hmm. Peter Moore was in the stage? Yeah. He's like, gamers first. It's not just a thing. I, I feel like there's there is a, a future that. EA could have a press conference next year or EA Play or whatever it is, but like have something at E3 that, or even the year after. It's, we're in a weird place with the generations, but where they're kind of building out a roadmap that makes gamers go, okay. You know, like that. Yeah, all right. Maybe not like, fuck yeah, but enough of like, all right, like you've proven yourself, we're listening. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that could lead to a skate for it, but there's a lot of ifs there. A lot of ifs, a lot of big old ifs on that one. 
Remember at the end of EA Play when I said Skate 4, we ran out of time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that one so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so happy with that. Number four. Let's talk about a few more 2K things before we get out of here. And actually, we have a, a sixth breaking news story. Um, number t- four on the story here. Uh, 2K execs were disappointed with WWE 2K20. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. Uh, and I assume they were disappointed just like everyone who fucking bought it. Yeah. Uh, WWE 2K20 launched at the end of October, and the release did not go smoothly. The game was roasted for its buggy nature with GameSpot's own 2 out of 10 reviews. 2 out of 10! Stating its, quote, torrent of frequent and disruptive bugs and glitches negatively affected the entire experience. Who would have thought? Developer Visual Concepts released a patch to address the issues, and now an executive at the developer's parent company has responded as well. Take-Two president Carl Slatoff uh, said on an earnings call that the company is disappointed by the low review scores from critics and the feedback from players. He added that Visual Concepts will continue to update and improve the experience over time with more patches. Quote, while we are disappointed with the reviews and consumer feedback for WWE 2K20, last week Visual Concepts released a patch that should address many of the concerns. They will continue to make further enhancements to the gameplay experience, Sladoff said. Looking forward, Sladoff said the poor launch of WWE 2K20 has not soured Take-Two's optimism for the franchise overall. Quote, the WWE brand continues to expand worldwide, and we believe there remains a substantial long-term opportunity to grow our WWE 2K series by improving the quality of the game, he said. With the quality being what it is this year, there's nowhere to go uh, but up. Yeah, I don't think that'll be, don't I don't think that'll be too that. hard. Like, I feel like they missed parts of this quote, though. Which one? Like uh, the slide off. I'm sure he said something more to the extent of, while we're disappointed at the reviews and consumer feedback for WWE 2K20, we're stoked on the sales. So Yeah, exactly. It's the top 20. Top 20 on PSN, yeah. so we definitely sold a few. That's all we cared about. It's great. Fucking embarrassing. That game should not have seen the light of day. No. It should have been delayed. It should have done a bunch of different stuff. They should totally reboot. W- they should take a year off. Maybe two. Come back with a WWE game that people would be super stoked to play. Hell yeah. Uh, number five, The Outer Worlds. And this is uh, continuing on to financial stuff. Uh, the Outer Worlds is selling really, really good. This is Giuseppe uh, Nelva at Twinfinite. During Take-Two's financial conference call for investors and analysts, the company's executive talked about The Outer Worlds and more. Speaking of Obsidian's Obsidian Entertainment's RPG, President Carl Sladoff uh, mentioned that the game is a critical and commercial success that is exceeding the publisher's expectations, earning outstanding reviews. That being said, during the following Q&A session, Chief Executive Officer Strauss Zelnick mentioned that the company can't release specific numbers about the outer world as it's, quote, very, very early, but it's outperforming expectations handedly. So congratulations, Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the breaking news I had here is just something, maybe it's not even that much breaking, but I missed. But thank you to contafunny.com slash your wrong contributor, Cry Scott. Cry Scott, we're going to say. This is one here from gamesindustry.biz, Christopher Dring, PlayStation to open development studio in Malaysia. PlayStation will open a new development office in Malaysia in 2020. It's the company's first Southeast Asian studio and will provide art and animation as part of Worldwide Studios' efforts to make exclusive games for PlayStation consoles. Worldwide Studios, of course, include the likes of Guerrilla Games, Guerrilla Games, Japan Studio, Insomniac, Media Molecule, Naughty Dog, uh, Polyphony Digital, London Studio, Sucker Punch, and many more. So that's something I had missed. I, I, in, uh, you lied a bit and you're wrong getting me into it, but good job, everybody. You got me there. So yeah. Yeah, uh, we did uh, our Gamescast episode yesterday that is live today go, for patreon.com slash kind of funny games supporters uh, and we'll be live Monday for everyone else. And I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, we did a topic of the show where we tried to pick the games that defined each PlayStation generation. Pat and uh, without spoiling too much, I thought it was very interesting how def- how defined the PlayStation 4 is and how easy it was to kind of 
pick the key games for that compared to PS3. Um, and it's exciting going into PS5 knowing that that will continue, or at least feeling like it's going to continue. And things like this, I think, are a really good sign of that. You know, bolster this first-party developments. Of course. In, in every way, both in support and in, you know, kind of the ones pushing everything forward from the, the front ends. All the changes being made with Shuhei and all that stuff yeah. could be very interesting. It's an interesting time for PlayStation, and I mm-hmm. can't wait to see what these seeds grow into. Mm-hmm. The mighty Deku tree, maybe? Probably so not. Maybe some w- wampa fruits, you know what I mean? You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But the growth is still so far away, Tim. God. If I wanted to see what fruits had grown on the other side of the wall today, where could I go to find the fruits? <laughs> the official <laughs> list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. It is a humongous Friday. Everybody strap in, all right? Need for Speed Heat is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Jumanji the Video Game is on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Death Stranding is on PS4. Gollum is on PSVR. Super Lucky's Tales come to Switch. Uh, Gollum is on PSVR. Yeah. Wasn't Gollum like the first PSVR game we ever saw? Uh, Now that you mention it, that does sound like something. I I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. I do remember Gollum. I just remember the name. It doesn't matter. Uh... Stormwind EX is on Xbox One and Switch. Disney Sum Sum Festival is on Switch. You excited for that? Zoom Zoom. You ready for yeah, Tum Sums? Tum, tum, I'm sorry, Tum Sums? <laughs> 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 you gonna play that, you Disney dork? No, I don't like the oh, Zoom Zoom. Okay. Uh, Layton's Mystery Journey. Uh, Catrelli, a Millionaire's Conspiracy is on Switch. Tank Tanks is on Xbox One. Uh, Valferis is on Xbox One. Uh, House of Golf is on Switch. One Person Story is on Switch. Football Game is on Switch. Blindy is on Switch. Uber Mash Omega is on PC. Deep Ocean Rush is on PC. Uh, Cthulhu uh, Catharsis is on PC. The Stretcher is on Switch. Which looks awesome. Yeah, this is a shadow drop co op-y thing, right? Yeah, it's like, like some overcooked like nonsense gang beast stuff. Nice. Very cool. Okay. Uh, then, uh, as of today, on Modern Warfare, there are is t- uh, there are two new multiplayer maps, right? Uh, no, there's a new multiplayer map, Shoot House, a new Ground War map, uh, Krovenik Farmland, Hardpoint, and this is all, of course, free to all players as they're doing it this year. Uh, Alicia Judge at IGN reports the third wave of DLC for Fire Emblem's Three Houses is now available, bringing new quests, fresh attire, a sauna, and critically, the ability to interact with animals. Uh, then there's a big thing for Divinity Original Sin 2 DLC. I will read from their release. Order and Magic is the moniker given to the latest gift bag DLC drop for Divinity Original Sin 2, their critically acclaimed RPG that recently landed on Switch with a 94 Metacritic rating. That's how you fucking say a press release. You give me some mm-hmm. information. Featuring cross-save support with Steam, players can enjoy the PC gamer number one adventure from their uh, desktop and then continue with it on their Switch. Order of Magic is the third free, LD- free DLC drop to be patched into all versions of Divinity Original Sin 2 across PS4, Xbox One, Mac, and PC. As ever, the contents of each gift bag are accessible via the in-game menu where you can independently enable or disable each individual feature. So that's a whole bunch of stuff there if you want to get into mm-hmm. it. New dates for you. Where the Water Tastes Like Wine is coming out on December 2nd. Excited for that. Yes, Your Grace uh, gets a Steam beta coming November 15th. And then I put in... Do, have you read this ahead on this one? I saw Don't pictures read of this. So I, I'm putting... I'm going to give you a long read. There's no official release date. It's 2020. But it's funny enough that I wanted to read it. Go for it. 
AMC announced today the debut of Airplane Mode, the first video game published by AMC Games, which will be featured during Desert Bus for Hope 2019, the long-running video game charity uh, fundraiser. Uh, Airplane Mode encourages players to unplug and enjoy a long-haul commercial flight across the Atlantic. For this project, AMC Games also partnered with Slightly Off Sibling. Blah, blah, blah. Players take the role of a window seat passenger for real-time duration of the flight, experiencing every travel detail, from taxi to takeoff to meal service, in-flight entertainment, and the behaviors of the cabin crew and fellow passengers. Airplane Mode presents players with randomized flight events in every session, creating an endlessly replayable experience for flight enthusiasts and content creators alike. Additional features include fairly accurate satellite imagery of your path. Fairly accurate. Carry-on bag with a book, headphones, pen, and charging cable. Overhead reading light and complimentary aircraft information card. IFC produced in-flight safety video. Chance of inclement weather, turbulent, turbulence, uh, bad Wi-Fi, and delays. Authentic ambient noise. And in-flight magazine filled with travel articles, crossword, and Sudoku. I don't think a press release has ever given me this much anxiety. I hate this. Why? To the depths of hell. I hate flights. I hate being on flights. I hate long flights. I don't want this. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants it, but it seems like something I want to play. No, it doesn't. No, you fly more than anyone in the world. I know, and that's why I want to do it and see what it's all about. Because it's got to go bad at some point, right? So do, you th- do you think it's that? That's thing? the one thing that they don't have the balls to do, Greg. Is I was thinking, I was like, imagine you do this. And then, like, there's so few people are actually going to make it all the way. You know? Yeah. But what if there's just some shit that starts happening? There's like a mystery you got to totally. figure out. Totally. Something's on the wing. Like, what if they did what, what everyone thought Gone Home was going to do? Which was like, at some Scary. point, something's yeah, yeah. going to happen. You know? Yeah. What if randomly you crash? That'd be fucked up. Totally. Yeah, it could get even more fucked up, you know? Here's my thing, though. Like, First off, it looks like a VR game. Their press release honestly sucks. Terrible mm-hmm. press release. Oh, yeah. Whereas the, they didn't, I, the, the 2020 thing, I had to get off the Steam page where it's up. The Steam page doesn't say anything about VR, but it looks pretty clearly like it's in VR because mm-hmm. you got the thing in the pen and you're moving your head like this. Is yeah, it coming to PlayStation to. VR? And if I play it once for six hours, do I get a platinum trophy? Can I just sit there, be on the flight, do my thing? God, would you really do that? Would you? Well, no, I'd use a mannequin. You do I got a, that, we got the mannequin Would you do a six-hour flight? For a platinum trophy. In real life? Yeah. Do I get the airplane miles too? No. Oof. No, then I wouldn't do it. That's too much of an investment. I don't there. believe you. Nah. If I get the miles too, if you're like you you got it, you get the United Miles going out there and you get the trophy. No, it's not United, it's AMC. <laughs> well, this one you can easily there's no one checking in on me. So I can just turn it on and put the headset down, yeah. right? It's not like it has to it's not like, not like a bing ding, you know, ding around here, bing a ding, they're gonna throw you off the plane. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Get your head on straight, you know what I mean? Jeez, yeah, man. I'll try. Time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kinda funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hymns. You've heard us talk about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about, just like Nick and Andy did. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35, and once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. It's time to act. This Black Friday, secure the best deal of all, a healthier, thicker hairline. The solution is 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Uh, thanks to he- science, baldness can be optional. Hims is giving and helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. Hims connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours completely confidentially and discreetly. Answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review it, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. 
Order now. My listeners get started uh, with the Hymns Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy or somewhere else. Instead, go to 4 slash games daily. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily. Our next sponsor is Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fella. Listen up. Uh, untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. We're talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Right, Tim? Hell yeah, we are. We are mowing lawns like no one's business. You- By lawns, I mean pubic hair. That's us, Ball you and me. Hair. Uh, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawn Mower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawn Mower 3.0 comes inside the brand-new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. Mm -hmm. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's just nasty. It is nasty. Uh, The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. These products make you smell good, so you got to get on it and start doing it. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. What do you got for me? I, uh... We they sent Manscaped sent us like a uh, like a care package yeah. with a bunch of with stuff. The, yeah with the perfect. And I was giving it to everyone in the in the office of like hey you get this you get that whatever and uh, a lot of the like random like there's uh, just things that make you smell better or just like a ton of different who smells your balls? not condiments read what's, me read me what's who, the diff- what do you call condiments? condiments for human people like perfume or cologne cologne what is that or like deodorant like what is that they're not condiments <laughs> no they're not something condiments i uh, hey, i uh, gave all the the human condiments to to my brother cool greg oh wow um and then hours later at about 10 30 at night he just texted me bro you gave me ball deodorant <laughs> <laughs> yes i did cool did greg, cool greg? Come nah, on. we don't have the review yet Get 20% off and free shipping with the code games at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code games clean up your nuts and make santa proud this year uh your wrong information here uh lord of phone says Gollum was first announced at P- psx 2015 so there you go you were right been a long time oh. since we heard about that. Yeah, been a long time without you, my friend. Cam Koenig says, "Tim, are you thinking of fragrances?" But even that doesn't sound right. No, either. but you know what I'm toiletries. talking about. No, toiletries. Yeah, but you want to say <laughs> we I, both have to I say toiletries in my body. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. I do. There, get there should saying. be a name for a lot. There is for sure. There, there for is things you put on yourself. Toiletries, I think, is the best analog to condiments. <laughs> What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you come up with something better? Sundries. That's a made up word. Well, geek and sundry. No, I mean, like, uh, we need somebody who works at Walgreens. You know, they would know. Uh, who do you know? Anybody? Any of your friends I ever don't. work at Walgreens? No. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Actually, my friend Vincent, he was a manager. Call him up. No. Call him up. <laughs> there's right no, now, coward. There's no way he would know. He also got fired. Who just came in? Andy. Andy, come here. We need you on shock, Mike. 
Can I get shock mic turned up, Barrett? Can you, or does he have a, can you get a shock mic? Andy, clear your mind. All right, you clear. Is it clear? What do you call as a group, not as a specific thing, things you put on your body, uh, lotions, deodorants? What would you call all of that? If I went to an aisle and I was like, "What is? I need this thing in the aisle of Walgreens." What aisle am I going to? Okay. I have no idea. Cause Tim Tim was like condiments. <laughs> you were no, you you condiments. You condiments, condiments, dude. <laughs> They're like body condiments. G Hornet says the word Tim is looking for is topicals. Uh, the Arago says no. in the UK we call sprays and deodorants smellies. And then <laughs> Lord of Pwn says beauty beauty products is what Tim is maybe thinking of. You know what? I'd say topicals is closest. I like no, smellies. Because we're also, we're also <laughs> including like perfume or cologne. Would you call those topicals? Smelly topicals. Okay, yeah, damn, that's, man. That's a good one. Fucking that's UK, a good man. one. <laughs> smellies. I like how we just take it We just take it as Bible truth. <laughs> Somebody's like, that's, that's what they're calling it. That's what it is. I, I'm making a motion. Human Michael. condiments. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't, human condiments is funny. Uh, Michael Gulliver writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hi, Tim and Greg. Sup. With the news that this year's XO19 in London is seeing press and influencers being flown out to attend, and the fact that Phil Spencer and developers will be doing interviews immediately afterwards, what do you think we can expect? It appears that some press may have been briefed for news as IGN are promoting their coverage of the show as well as post-show interviews. Maybe some game reveals, cough, cough, Fable 4, cough, cough, or even some Scarlet news. Tim, we've been kicking this ball around the office for a while. We have. XO19. Yes. What do you expect from it? I don't know, because that's we've been trying to decide, do we do live coverage or not? Because it would be very uh, disruptive to our normal scheduling. Right. Um, because of the timing of the day. Yeah. So, based on the last XO19, or eight, XO18, it would have been, Yeah. Uh, I would feel that we don't necessarily need to cover it, but it also... Would if it were a bit more convenient, I'd say we totally should. Sure. So I'm not expecting much based on that, right? Based on which part of that? Based Almost on not wanting to do it or not no, us getting in the way of our day. Based on just like my gut telling me, like, oh, it's not necessarily worth moving things around. But it, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I can be convinced otherwise by you're wrong or by somebody telling me, Tim, you're wrong. Well, last year was fun, but it was the thing too. Is the Saturday thing that was when we crossed over with what's good games, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, because like I feel that it they, does feel like they're taking it more seriously. I've heard about this. Hey, we're flying people out there. There thing. could be a lot of egg in my face, Greg, if we didn't cover it and some things. Nanobiologist has a tweet from Xbox. All right, mm-hmm. Xbox tweeted XO today that XO nineteen will have, and this is the tweet: hashtag XO nineteen kicks off with an episode of Inside Xbox you won't want to miss. Twelve Xbox Game Studio titles, including new reveals and PC, new PC and console game reveals for Xbox Game Pass, big Project X Cloud news. That sounds worth reacting to personally. Yeah. Because I love the xCloud. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's up. Maybe they're giving us a real date. Maybe they're, maybe they're releasing that day. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then also 12 Xbox Game Studio titles. Yeah. I know it's disruptive. I think we should do it. Okay. Okay, good. Pleasure. Now, are you expecting a lot out of it? And also, if it's not that impressive, are you going to get mad at me? No, no, no. Okay, I, I, I said I just needed someone to tell me I'm wrong. You just told me I'm wrong. It's No, it's, cool. I, don't, I don't think it's that you're wrong. It's just they're teasing it like there's cool stuff happening, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to see what they did last year, what they their, what that, their what tweet they, looked they like did, last year going into it. Okay, you know, sure. 
they're just in a weird place, Xbox. This feels, to me, the way that they've been talking about this event, yeah. uh, it feels more like a fan event that they're just like, we did it last year. We're going to keep doing it. Next year's, I, I can imagine, being a bit more of a banger. The fact that they didn't mention Scarlet there makes me say they're not talking about next gen. Because yeah. you would say that. You would say Scarlet. I mean, they're not talking about next gen. That It's too early. I mean, they already talked about it at E3, right? So I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, it, it, we're not getting another like the next time we hear about Scarlet. I think it's going to be a here's what it is. Here's the name. Here's what it's actually called. Okay. And I, I think this is. I know it's too early because they wouldn't just call this XO19 if it, if they were talking about Scarlet doing the blowout. It would be the all the promotion would be. This here is we go, it. Here we go. Here we go. All eyes on us. We're doing it. Next gen, baby. Okay. Right. I agree. Like, if, if PlayStation were to do PSX again, yeah, and that's where they were going to announce the PlayStation 5 stuff, they wouldn't hide that. No, t- no. They They'd lead, be like, that, PlayStation what you lead with. 5. That's what you lead with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, lawn biologist, no relation, writes into patreon.com slash games and says, let me start by thanking Kind of Funny for supporting the elderly community, like giving work to people like Papa Scarpino, and also for making my days feel shorter as I check the pH levels on my customers' lawns. My question is to you, Greg. Yesterday, Beat Saber released new soundtracks in collaboration with Monster Cat and Rocket League. Have you come back to any of these new songs? And also, did you ever make it to expert level? I recommend Monster Cat's Overkill and Rattlesnake songs. Thanks for everything. The Lawn Biologist. Uh, I haven't. I mean, this just came out yesterday. No, I haven't turned it on to download them and get them in there. I will. And then, no, I never move up to expert. It's just too crazy. Mm-hmm. But again, it was that thing where I fell off. I was doing it for like, what, a month and a half, then fell off, and then never got back on, and the Quest came, and I started playing the Quest a bit, but yeah, I love Beat Saber. I want to play Beat Saber. You should. Like, like really play it. I've only played it like a little bit at the yeah. office, like an hour here, Take hour Take the Quest there. home. Yeah, I should. Also, I got this new, uh, with this like porn pass for like 360, for like VR porn. It's a pass? Well, it's like they, it's, it's this porn company sent a press release. They're like, hey, we can fucking, we're on Quest now with this porn. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can Fuck we get a, an account? And they're like, okay, here you go. I'm like, all right. I'm in, dude. I haven't Beat turned it on yet. in porn? Yeah. Sounds like a weekend. Exactly. I was going to say, well, your arms are going to get tired one way or the other, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, Rita! All caps, Rita. Writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Phase Jarvis, a.k.a. Little Jarvis, a.k.a. Jarvis Kahart Hattie, uh, received a lifetime ban from Fortnite. I have, I have to come out and say how frustrated I am with the whole situation. I've seen so many comments voicing criticism of Jarvis and support of Epic's decision. I just can't get over how many people want to see such severe consequences for a 17-year-old kid. I have a lot of sympathy for a 17-year-old doing something stupid. What do you think of Epic's decision and the surrounding conversation? Much love, regardless of where you fall on the uh, issue. Rita! So I had heard scuttlebutt about this and not seen any of it because it's, again, one of those weird esports crossing over into our world kind of whatever thing. And so when I saw the question I put it on here today, I went and r- watched Jarvis's video and then uh, read uh, a CN- or no, I-, I watched CNN's recap video and then I went and read the Kotaku article that's like kind of like, hey, this is what's happening. Here's the argument for and against. I guess uh, Ninja thinks it's uh, way too severe and is up in arms about it and things like that. Tim, what is your take on it? It's from the little bit you know. Because again, from the little this is I know, definitely one of those. Hey, we're leaving our comfort zone. Yeah. This isn't like Herman Hulse getting promoted. I can tell you all about that all day. I, I mean, it, I don't I've never know. met Little Jarvis before. It's not necessarily leaving our comfort zone because I think it's more on the content creator side than it is the esports side. And mm. I think that that is the interesting factor of this, where cheating in competitive games, it's like absolutely not. Like you fucked up. Like that's that's just straight up not okay. Yeah. 
cheating in games and stuff for the content where like that's kind of just what you're doing different story cheating games for content without making that clear that that's what you're doing which seems to be the case here you know so to be clear yeah if you're totally unfamiliar from what i understand yes jarvis this kid is a content creator right yeah based on fortnite he on one of his videos or streams or whatever with an alt count not not his real account on fortnite went in and was like, hey, I'm using this aimbot kind of thing to like, I'm not competitively, but like showing his audience how it is. Mm -hmm. Never told him where to go to get it. Was like, you shouldn't do this, don't cheat. Was kind of just doing a video of like, but this is what cheating looks like when you use a cheating thing. Yeah. Not that it was educational, but it was just like, it's content. I'm he, fucking around. He's yeah. making videos for yeah, people yeah, yeah. to entertain. And Epic saw that and the ISR was like, and just nuked him yeah. out of existence. And it, it, this is one of those weird uh, places where at the end of the day, there's a TOS, there's terms of service yeah. that you're not allowed to do X, Y, and Z. And it's on them to act accordingly. Like, is this too severe? Sure. But it's also in the in the writing. Like, the, you can't do this stuff. If you do it, you get in trouble. He's doing it, profiting off of it also by making videos and stuff. Yeah. You're not just entitled to be able to make content with video games. And I've always believed that and it's thought a, that. Yeah, it's not a right. And it's not a right. And people were all up in arms about Nintendo years ago. Say, when, yeah, when they did the creator's program. The creator right? program. And it's like, whether or not I agree with Nintendo from a business perspective of allowing people to make Let's Plays and stuff or not. Because I think that everyone... Like, it, Behooves everybody to just allow people to create content make, with, your, create content. Content with yeah. your content for sure, but it's on them. Like we're not entitled to be able to use their gameplay and all this stuff. So for this kid to do something that is actively going to harm the Fortnite community, I understand Epic being like, nah, and using this as an example of like, nah. And that's Talk the problem. Shot. That's the problem. And there's so many different sides of the story. And again, I'm by no means an expert on it and super versed in it. It's the idea that Epic, and this is what every article is talking about and having other examples, Epic, apparently their policy, which I've never looked into, is, of course, zero tolerance. If you cheat or use use cheats, we ban you from the game. And that is a hard line that I think obviously works when you find the bevy of cheaters. Not to mention, again, keep in mind, we're talking about a game, the most one of the most popular, if not the most popular game in the world, right? And so... The amount of cheaters they have, the amount of things they have to deal with, they can't sit there. It's not like, you know, Nick Chester, when he's not doing PR, is going through the file case files and, like, going one by one and seeing what it is. It's like, this is a train that's moving a million miles an hour. We have a line. This is the line. Don't do it. You'll be banned. You're banned. That's it. I get that. That's their prerogative. It is their company. It is their game. It is their thing. I, we don't know what it's like in their office when they have a million other things going on. This case, right, of back of, yeah, it's a 17-year-old kid now crying in his video on YouTube, and I'm not throwing that out to be like, what a bitch. I'm saying, like, he's crying in the video. Like, he's this clearly, he didn't see this happening. I remember being a very dumb 17-year-old kid and doing stuff that I would, if, if I had YouTube videos, made videos about and cried about, that I, why did I do that? Yeah. But it's, but the, it's the thing of, again. There's a difference, though, a key difference, that he's a 17-year-old in FaZe Clan. It's, it's not just he's a 17-year-old kid. He's a 17-year-old kid that... This is his job. He makes money from this. Sure. He is part of a, a, a team. I'm that, not defending it. I'm, I, I'm just saying, like, the, the 17, who cares if he's 17 or 27 or 77, sure. right? Like, what it comes down to, I get that there is a difference, and it's like, oh, he is young and makes mistakes. But he's young with being surrounded by people. He knew what he was doing. And it, it, it's like, that's, there's, there's different consequences when you are in the public eye. He's in the public eye. Sure. Not only that, he's like putting it out there. And then it gets, it's like the, the jackass crew. 
back sure. in the day. Bam Margera. Doing Bobby. all this like crazy ass shit. Yeah. And they're like, they're filming it. Are they going to get in trouble? Yeah, they're going to get in trouble. They've gotten in trouble a bazillion times. Yeah. But they had MTV to bail them out. Sure. Right? Yeah. He has Face Clan to to bail him out of, see, of whatever, think, I, but they can't for certain things. And I feel things. like that's and that's the thing here is like you're you hit the nail on the head in terms of being a content creator and being in Face Clan and being someone prominent in some regard. It's the idea that cool now you fucked up and we everybody knows the policy is zero tolerance. If we bail you out, it becomes that slippery slope. We're cool now. We can't. What happens when the next person fucks up and they fuck up worse? But hey, we need help and we're that or there. It's a normal person. Who uses a cheat one time to try, they get banned, and they then go to everywhere and start shouting from the rooftops. I did something very similar and couldn't get out of it. Why should this kid get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a ball of wax. Definitely is a ball of wax. You're a ball of wax, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So glorious over there. Manscaped. Nice and smooth. God damn it. Uh, bro, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice. Why you need help in a video game? I read here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody has fun together. Today, Hide Indoors needs help. Uh, what is the game? It's the game of Extra Life. This weekend, the Kinda NYC crew is doing their annual Extra Life stream. We are invading KDGF regular Billy the Doors house in streaming. They must have meant uh, KFGD, right? And just like uh, uh, streaming twenty four hours to big beautiful kids. We have a bunch of cool things planned and some great prizes to give away. Go to tinyurl.com slash kinda nyc twenty nineteen for more details or check out at kinda nyc on Twitter. Hope to see you in the chat, Catherine. Kinda NYC, go raise some money for those big, beautiful kids. So big. So Titanic. Beautiful. Glistening children. Uh, time for You're Wrong. This is where people write in. It's kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Nanobiologist points out that Jack X is coming to PlayStation 4. It's getting a physical release through limited run games. Pre-orders open November 15th. Interesting. Um, Barrett, that do anything for you? Sorry, I was doing uh, other stuff. Jack Sorry for Jack X. X, a limited run Jack X? No. Okay, cool. Jack uh, X is the kart racer, right? Yeah, I think so. The right. Jack and Daxter cart racer? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Um, Indy Ronan says, according to the internet, fragrance is a generic unisex term for perfume. Cologne is the conventional term used for perfume marketed towards men, but still but still means it falls under the blanket term fragrance. But that doesn't help out deodorants. So. Yeah, there's still like a, a That broader... doesn't help out other human condiments. Yeah. Uh, Brian has a question that I'll allow. Will you please get as drunk as you did uh, at the last EXO? No, <laughs> we will not get that drunk, especially in the not middle a of a chance. Thursday. Uh, you asked, what did the EXO18 tweet look like? Thank last you. Last year's EXO tweet, according to the nanobiologist, was this. Join us on November 10th for EXO18. First looks, surprises, and the biggest inside Xbox ever. Hmm. So they didn't have as much like 12 studio games, big news on I Xbox. I feel like they did, though. Because we knew going in that there there was going to be some unannounced things. That's why we all were excited about um, Obsidian, if I remember correctly, announcing something. And then they didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, you made it through the week. I'm proud of you. Congratulations. That's the last Kind of Funny Games Daily for this week. We'll be back next week. Mm -hmm. The The hosts look like this. 
I didn't cop over Monday for some reason. I believe it's you and me, right? That probably makes no. sense. No, uh, it's you. Oh, no, it's me and Snowbike Mike. There you go. That's right. I don't know why that didn't. So, anyways, let's try this again. Next week looks like this Monday, it's me and Snowbike Mike. Tuesday, it's me and Imran. Wednesday, it's me and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and Ash Paulson from Game Explain. Game Explain. Ash will be hanging out, of course, for the Gamescast Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. It'll also be me, Fran, and Tim. And then Friday, me and Tim back here again to close it out with our smooth family jewels. Woo woo! Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the show, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Submit your questions. Support us there. It means the world to us. Then, of course, you can get it on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, please like it, subscribe, share it with your friends. Remember, if you're driving a car right now, you have Amazon Prime. When you get home, you should use it to, to get the Twitch Prime, and then you have a free sub to give it away to us. I was very impressed when I came. I said this last time on the show, and then the next day we read them, and there was a million Amazon Primes in there. You guys are the best. We love and appreciate you very much. Much. Until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.